0: Welcome everybody to another great podcast from the Crystal River Church of God. Whether you're on your way to work, on your lunch break, or even taking a jog, our prayer for you is that this helps you to find Focus for Living. We truly hope you enjoy this message live from CRCOG. I want to talk to you today about it's still working talking about my memory I'm not talking about me but how many knows that God is still working and what you have put into motion it is still happening glory to God so I want you to go with me to the book of the gospel of St. Mark I'm reading from the NIV version today and uh, that is the nearly inspired version I'm kidding. Don't send me any emails. I'm kidding. Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 29 is going to get us started. When you get there, say amen. For those of you who are not sure, that's in the New Testament. If you've got a Bible like mine, it's on page 1014. Amen. Let's begin. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. Did you catch that? Ah. Woo! I already know what I'm preaching. I've already been excited about it said, man scatters the seed, and whether he gets up or stays in, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. I don't know how it happened, but the prayers that I prayed last year, I don't know how it happened, but the things that I did last month is somehow affecting today now that's good and that's bad news because some of the seeds that you planted that were not so good are still growing pastor how do I cancel that out you got to make sure that you got more good seed in the ground than you have bad seed amen because I'm sorry I don't care how holy you are Sometimes you're going to have some bad seed in the ground. Amen? It's because you're going to talk about somebody. You're going, to, you're, going to, you're going to think something about somebody. You're just going to have some bad seed from time to time. But the way that you that you combat that is make sure that there's more good seed than bad. What's my next verse? All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel In the head. Anybody see the process? Next verse. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Thank you, musicians. Father, I bless your name. I pray that you grant me that which makes preaching easy and effective, which is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I give you glory and I give you praise in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Amen. It is still working. We sing that song, that, that uh, The Waymaker. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. Even when I don't see it, he's working. This scripture just tells us that it is working when you can't see what's going on. I believe that the greatest challenge for the people of faith is sometimes not knowing God's schedule. Wouldn't you like God to send you an email and tell you when he's going to do what? Wouldn't you like God to send you a text and tell you that I'm going to do this on that day, so get ready? Man, that would be so much easier, Lord. But no, the Bible said His Word is a lamp. It's just, it's not a, it's not one of those big beams, it's a lamp. And you just see one step in front of the other. If only God would inform us to His schedule we could synchronize our schedule with His schedule and then our walk of faith wouldn't quite be so challenging. Am I talking to anybody? Now, you know, I've been saved for a long time now. (sighs) Sorry. When I sing, I get, yeah. So, I've been saved for a long time now. But if He would just Give me the schedule, it'd be a little bit easier for me to walk out in my faith. If he would say, Okay, Ronnie, tomorrow your battery's gonna go dead on your car when, you, when you're late for a meeting. Check. Thank you, God. Right? Wouldn't that be so cool? If he would say, Ronnie, next, you know, uh, uh, Tuesday is your wife's birthday and she's gonna act out on her birthday. Oh, okay, God. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get it together. Ronnie. You, today's Sunday, and you got some church people coming who ain't very churchy. I don't really know what that means, God, but okay. Right? I mean, wouldn't it be cool if God would give you fair warning and exactly when, if He would line up His schedule with your ch- schedule, and then it wouldn't be so challenging? Yeah, God told me this was coming, so I'm going to deal with it now. And let me handle it and then go on to about your business. But if we knew God's schedule... We could occupy ourselves until that time. You you, you understand that? That if we knew that God was going to move on this day, we could say, whoo, I know it's Monday, but Sunday's coming. I know it's Monday, but Wednesday's coming. The Lord told me he's going to move on Friday, so I'm just going to occupy until Friday. But that's not the way he works it. You know, we wouldn't worry about anything if we knew exactly when God was going to do what he was going to do. But our text tells us that we, we don't know how or when. We, have you ever, you know, I'm not, I'm not a very uh, a good farmer, but the only thing I've ever planted was potatoes. I planted some potatoes when I pastored in, in Bluntstown, Florida. And, I, and so one of the members asked me, they, I planted them. He said, how's your potatoes doing? I go, well, I don't know. I can't see underground. <laughs> right? I mean, nothing's come up, but I just planted them a week ago. And I didn't go out every morning and go, huh. No, I just let it go. But about a week or two or three, I don't even remember how long, but I went out and I noticed a little sprout. And I was like, all right, something's happening. I don't know what's happening underneath the ground. Ain't nobody hearing me. I don't know what's happening because I can't see what's going on beneath the surface of what I planted. I don't know what's happening underneath the surface of the seeds that I planted, but I, now I'm getting to see something. But there's a period of time where you don't see nothing. Now, the funny part about that story is the, the plants grew up, and then the tops of them died. Now, some of y'all know what that means. I did not. And one of the, the guy said, Pastor, you going to dig up your potatoes? I said, why should I dig up the potatoes? They're dead. He goes, no, the tops have to die, which means that they're ready to be harvested. I could preach on that for a little while, but I ain't got time. I got to develop that here. Let me move on. See, believing God and keeping our faith is a little bit more difficult when the purpose is invisible. When you're going through something, it's hard to keep believing, to keep having faith when the purpose and or the evidence is invisible. But, when, but what it takes most faith is when we're buried in the soil of uncertainty and we still keep growing. Woo! My Lord, 2020 has been a year, hasn't it? And there's been a lot of uncertainty. But in the midst of uncertainty, I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep believing what God said he's going to do. He's going to do it in the name of Jesus. The devil is tried to stop the church during this time of crisis with a famine. And I'm determined to grow in God and allow the enemy, what the enemy meant for death of the church, to let it be a revival of the church and a revival of my soul. I refuse to let what I've been through kill me because you don't know what God's doing on the inside. Help me, Jesus. So point number one, if you're taking notes, and it should be on, on, on you version, but if you're taking notes, keep on growing, even in the soil of uncertainty. See, people go, well, what are we going to do? You, do you know that during this crisis, I know churches that quit doing anything. They quit having church. They quit having online. They quit doing anything. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they're surviving. Well, in the middle of uncertainty, I'm just, I've just declared and decreed that I'm just going to keep on growing. Now, look here. In, in, in our text, it says that a man scatters the seed. I'm, I'm sorry, my OCD's kicking in. My iPad is normally on my right side. I know, pray for this person. I just felt out of, out of whack because my Bible was over here. And I just needed it to be. Uh. See, listen, when you're a pastor, you never see things completed. And that's frustrating as a man. How many men, you put your keys in the same pocket every time? You put your wallet in the same pocket every time. Because we like closure. We like completeness. When you build something, you t- stand back and go, look what I built. I don't do that often. But if I fix something, I want everybody to know I fixed it. <laughs> Pastor, all it took was putting a screw in it. That's all right, though I did it with excellence. Come on, somebody. If I took the trash out, look how good I took the trash out. <laughs> baby, did you see that? You're the greatest trash taker out of baby. Amen. So, but, but that's just the way it is. So keep on growing even in the, even in the soil of uncertainty. That's exactly what we've got to do. That's what we've got to do on every level of your life. In the middle of crisis, keep growing in your faith. Keep growing in your relationships. Quit, keep growing in your finances. You've got to ask God for the plan because now you've got to change. Something's got to change, and you've got to keep growing. But he said, a man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed that the process is still taking place it's still working when you can't see it pastor i've been praying for my family well it's still working even though you can't see it it's still working whether you can see it or not because see just like there are different stages of the seed there are different stages of faith there's a sowing stage where you sow the seed, whether it be time, whether it be prayer, whether it be money, whatever it is, you're sowing that seed into good ground. Then there's a working stage where you don't know what's going on. You can't see it. But then there's a reaping stage. Oh, Jesus. Lord, just gave me a little nugget in my mind. See, some of us are like me. That I didn't know that the tops were supposed to die before I harvested them. And you think that your seed is dead but what you don't realize, the enemy has caused you to sleep through your harvest. He's caused you to sleep when you should be thanking God when there was a crack in the dam because you've been praying against that water dam for that long. And you ought to be praising God, but you didn't because it ain't full, complete, over. you got to know what a wind looks like. Give God praise for, you know, I had a lady tell me, I'm not going to praise the Lord until all of my children are saved. I said, I hate to be your children. I'm going to praise God because He's worthy to be praised. Period. And then anything that I see going on in your life, I'm going to give God praise for. I might be der- I might be deranged and delusional, but I'm going to see the hand of God working in your life, whether you see it or not. And anything good comes, I'm going to give Him praise for it. When I'm sowing, I need to believe that it can become what God said it can become. When I'm sowing prayers for you, I'm believing. I'm believing. Well, pastor, what happens if you, if it don't come to pass? You still believe. You still believe. And you don't know what, what happened. You don't know when it happened, but you keep believing. You see, when, when I'm sowing, I need to, to believe that it can become something. When I'm reaping, I need the strength to go out and on what I'm believing. Did y'all hear that part? I need to act on what I'm believing. There was a man back years ago. There was a drought. And I can't remember the whole story, but there was a drought. And it was a drought for almost a year and two days. I remember that much. And the man, this man was a great prayer warrior. But he would pray, and then every day he would walk with his umbrella. They said, what are you walking with an umbrella for? It hadn't rained in 102 days. He said, I prayed that it's going to rain today and I'm going to have my umbrella because I'm believing that today's the day. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you need to believe that what, that, that what God said you are reaping. When I'm reaping, I need the strength to act on what I'm believing for. And there's, there are stages Where I have to stand still and believe that the hand of God is moving, though I can't see any evidence of it. Amen. that's the hard part, isn't it? When you've been praying for years, what, what would have happened? What do you reckon would have happened if Abraham and Sarah, they were believing for a son. God spoke to them that he was going to give them a son, but it took 25 years for it to come to pass. What if they'd have stopped doing their part? Come on now. I'm not trying to get ugly. I'm talking about a 99-year-old man without Viagra. All right? They had to keep on doing their part in order for God to do his part. And some of us want God to do it all. That's like, the, that's like the old girl who was praying to hit the lottery. And then we don't, I don't really believe in playing the lottery. However, if you hit it, you better pay tithe on it. But she was praying. She would pray every day. Lord, let me, let me hit the lottery. And she prayed every day. About a week went by, and finally he spoke to her. He said, would you at least buy a ticket? And some of us are praying that we hit the lottery, but we don't buy the ticket. Some of us are praying for our marriage, but we don't read the book. Some of us are praying for our relationships, but we haven't read a book. Some of us are praying for us to be better leaders, but we haven't read the book. We haven't done anything on our part. We just want God to do His. And I think a lot of us, because some of us are Pentecostal. Because if you're Pentecostal, all you got to do is speak in tongues. But that ain't it, baby. I believe in speaking in tongues, and the tongues are you. I believe that. But it is not the, it is not the, it is not the cure-all. You've got to do your part. Listen, when, when your child comes in late for curfew, you can speak in tongues to them all you want to. But at some point in time, you need to explain the discipline structure of your house. Woo! Preach, preacher, I believe it will. This is where I want to encourage you. If you feel like you were, that your seed is in the ground of uncertainty, the ground of disappointment. Maybe your seed is in the ground of doubt. Wherever that seed is. Wherever that soil is. You fill in the blank. You know what you need. And God knows what you need. And so you need to claim it. Lord I have planted the seed. And in the name of Jesus. If you want to go deeper in God. You know Lord I just want to go deeper. But you don't ever read your word. You don't ever pray. You don't ever go to a small group. No, it's not going to happen, baby. It doesn't happen by osmosis. I'm glad that you're here, but it doesn't happen just with you coming to church and not receiving what the preacher's preaching or the singers are singing or what the Holy Spirit is doing. You've got to actively, Lord, here I am. I receive what I need in order to go to the next level. Because here's what I want you to do, point number two, is your seed is protected. Do you know that when the seed, I looked it up, seed has a protective covering. And there's a lot of thing that happens to the seed that happens on the inside of that covering. I want you to know that God has you covered. It protects this seed, this, uh, uh, what they call a seed coat, protects the seed from physical, mechanical, temperatures, and water. And there are those of you who have scattered seeds for your wayward children and God wants you to know that that seed is protected. Oh my God, somebody hear me. He wants you to know that when the seed left your hand, it never left God's eye. He knows where it's at. doesn't matter where you were, when you scattered it. God knows where that seed is and I need you to know that if you're in a soil season where you planted that seed that you can't see anything right now I want you to know that anything is possible and you don't know it but God is protecting your seed he's got you covered would you just look at somebody and say I'm covered I'm covered by the blood I'm covered by the anointing. I'm covered by the Spirit of God. And my seed that I've planted, the devil's tried to rip up. The devil's tried to to, to, to choke it out. But I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm protected. God has a purpose inside of you. And you are protected. The devil can try to destroy you. And some of you, he's tried. Anybody, anybody in here, the devil tried to st- destroy, tried to take you out, tried to take you out, tried to destroy you, tried to destroy your mind, tried to destroy your family, tried to destroy you, tried to get you to take your own life, but you still survive. Look at somebody and say, I'm still here. The devil tried to destroy you. The devil tried to distract you. But God wants you to know, just like that little seed, you are protected. That he put a coat on you, and you are protected. The coat of the blood of Jesus. I have something on the outside of me protecting that which is on the inside of me. When the devil tries to mess with your peace, when the devil tries to mess with your mentality, when the devil tries to take your faith from you, You look at him in the eye. Tell him, well, Pastor, I don't want to look at him No, look at him in the eye. Quit running from the devil. You know, quit running. Turn around in the power of the Holy Spirit and tell the devil, I'm protected. I'm covered. And what you have done on the outside, I'm not going to let get on the inside. Yeah. God has you covered. Listen, Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. I want you to hear this part. This is powerful. Seasons are not final, but they are certain. But they will change. The Bible said, uh, God said that as long as the heavens and earth are on, or as long as earth is here, that seed time and harvest will continue. That means that there is a time for harvest and there's a time to plant. You know, I, I don't know about you, I love harvest. I love when God brings the blessing. But do you recognize that the planting is harder than the reaping or the harvesting? Man, I ain't got this in my notes. I hope the Lord gives this back to me at 11 o'clock service. But can I tell you that the devil doesn't attack you as much in the harvesting as he does in the planting? Because if he can stop you from praying the prayer, if he can stop you from believing, if he he can stop you from planting the seed, honey, there's nothing he can do to the seed. Because when you plant it in good ground, it's in good ground. God's got it covered. He's protected. But where he gets you at is in the seed. Well, there's no use than me praying for that person. There's no use than me trying. I'm just going to give up. Uh, There's no use. That's a lie from the enemy. You better hear me today. The devil wants you not to sow. The devil wants you not to pray. The devil wants you to know, uh, well, pastor, I've been coming to church for 20 years, but there ain't been no change. Well, what have you been doing for 20 years? You know, I had had a lady, a very precious lady, a, a, a lady told me one day, she said, pastor, I've tithed. She's talking about seed now. She said, I've tithed for 20 years, and I ain't seen no difference I go, well, what was your attitude when you tithed? She said, I I re not regretted. What's the other word? Not rebuke, but she goes, I was upset every time, every check I ever wrote. (laughs) Resented, that's the word. She said, I resented every check I ever wrote. I go, well, you wonder why that you were (laughs) joyful giver. How about praying? How many of you prayed prayers that you really didn't mean? Lord, bless them before I kill them. Lord, I just pray that, Lord, 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 you better do something with them. Right? Lord, you better do something with them. Because mm. if they don't change, I'm gone. That ain't a good seed to pray. God, I thank you that you fearfully and wonderfully made them. And God, I know that from times I want to kill them, and I'm pretty sure you do. But God, I'm not praying that. I'm praying that you would touch their life. I'm praying that you're going to get a hold of them. Lord, change whatever you need to change in me because I know I affect them. Oh, no, you don't want to pray that. All you want to pray is change them, change them, change them. No, God, change whatever you need to change in me so that I will have the right effect on them so that they can be changed. God, if I'm a hindrance, Lord, teach me. Give me where to go, God. Lord, I'm just believing that they're changing. Well, I prayed for them for 40 years and they ain't changed a bit. It's probably because you're so mean. Woo! Seasons are final. But they are, uh, are not final, but they are certain. They're going to come. See, we can learn so much through seasons. One of my closest, dearest friends, he said this to me the other day when we were on the phone. And man, it just went all over me. Here's what he said. I want you to hear. I think I got this. Uh, give me my next slide. One of the greatest operations of redemption is the elimination of drama. My God. Jimmy D. Miller, or not D, Jimmy Miller said that. One of my closest friends. He said, one of the greatest operations of redemption is the elimination of drama. I like, and then I said man I like that so I wrote him back and I said tell me tell me how you said how you worded I texted him and he texted it back to me and then he texted me and more I said I didn't ask you for two of them but he gave me two of them because here's another way to say it one uh, uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ rightly applied produces a drama free life man that's what I want listen I'm going to go tell you listen And, man, I'm so proud of of Jesse and Joe. And and, and I know that that, that a drama is not eliminated because y'all got four kids up in your house. (laughs) (sighs) 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 Woo! All right. But but can I ask you this question? And and don't lie to me. What is more drama? Living the dope-filled life that you used to live or living with the drama of children? The dope life is more. Listen, man, I'm telling you. And I have people who always try to bring me into their drama. I'm like, no, no, save the drama for your mama. Uh Uh-uh. I ain't your mama, baby. That's right. Your mama don't want it either most of the time. That's the truth. Amen. Don't point at nobody. But how many know people who don't have a personality without drama? But the more of the... The more of Jesus Christ and his teachings that I apply in my life, the less drama I have in my life. You know, I, I've shared this story before, and I'm going to share it again. There, you know, on Thursday nights, usually it's my family night, and, uh, I, I, and, and this one couple, and matter of fact, one of them, they're elders now. John and Charlene Paulette. they've given me permission to use their name. They, they used to have drama all the time. And they drove up in my yard on a Thursday night. And I go, who is this coming up in my yard on a Thursday night? And I saw it on them when I walked out the door. They were in my driveway, walking up my driveway. go, oh, ho, 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 ho. Y'all get on outside of my property. Pastor, you didn't. I did too. Y'all come on. Let's let's come over here. Let's get on the street and talk. That's my my solitude. Y'all not going to bring y'all Jerry Springer up in my house. I'm just being real. And if y'all don't like that, then y'all ain't gonna like me being your pastor. And then so we had this conversation, and 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 they were going to just give up on God because they what it wasn't working for this God thing wasn't working for them. They didn't have any money. They're fighting and fussing as a couple, and blah blah blah. Now and now they're over our married ministry. That's the kind of God I serve. So they told me that they were going to backslide and quit serving Jesus and get out of church. And I go, well, thank you so much for coming and telling me. Because most people just quit showing up to church and keep saying they saved. Did y'all catch that? They quit church but keep saying they're saved. They go, we're going to quit. I go, well, you know what? I'm going I'm to I'm backslide with y'all. They said, you can't do that. You're the preacher. I said, by God, I can do what I want to do. I said, we're all going to backslide. Y'all ready to backslide? You ready? Everybody. Well, you can okay? I said, we're going to do it. Everybody ready? Bam, we're backslid. I said, let's go get drunk. Oh, wait a minute. Y'all still ain't got no money. <laughs> I said, let's go get high. You ain't got no money to buy anything with. I said, you ain't no better off that you, than when you left Jesus, but you left the only one who can help you through this situation. He said, well, when you put it that way, Pastor, it does kind of seem a little silly. I said, yes, it is. I said, so we going to serve Jesus? He goes, yeah, do we need to get re-saved? I think we're good. You know, when I serve Jesus, I don't have to have long conversations with my children why we don't do what, some of the things that goes on in the world. When we saved, I don't have to have long conversations with my wife why, why she can't go out with the girls to the club. We don't have long conversations why I can't go to the club with the fellas and have a few drinks because we saved. I ain't talking about like, like I go to church. No, I'm saved. Oh, I, don't, I, don't mean, I, don't, I don't mean to offend anybody. I'm talking about I'm saved. Because if I go out to the club and I get a little liquid in me that ain't the Holy Ghost then I might start looking at something else to get my eye poked out and get me killed by my wife. Come on, somebody. See, I, less drama. Less, if I'm saved, I ain't got a hell cone conversation. Well, you said Sit this about that person. This. No, no, I don't gossip. I'm are, are you getting this? When I'm saved, the gospel of Jesus Christ, rightly applied, produces a drama-free life. Now, that doesn't mean I don't ever have drama. Sometimes, many times when I have drama, it's because I let people bring it into my life or I did something outside of what the Word told me to do. A lot of times. Not not all the time. You know? And listen. Let me move on. I'm I'm losing time. All right, point number three. It's time for you to reap the harvest. It's time to reap the harvest. Now, in, in the book of Genesis, chapter 26... I don't have time to go there, but just trust me. You can read it later, not while I'm preaching. I don't want you to miss what I'm saying. Genesis chapter 26. Isaac went through a season of famine, but he didn't panic. He didn't, did you hear that? He didn't panic. He went through a season. In, In Genesis chapter 26, there was a famine that happened. And so uh, in, in verse 12, the Bible said that, I, that Isaac trusted the Lord and reaped a hundredfold in the same season that he sowed. Whew. See, people are th- almost through panicking. Because of all the negative predictions that the news sources are making about the effects of the quarantine, the effects of the economy, the effects of the, uh, of the, the election. Now, listen to me. At the end of this election, no matter how it goes, you ought not need counseling. You ought not need a safe place. What happened to your house? Because here's the deal. On November 3rd or on January 17th, 2020 when, or 25 when they finally decide who did win. I'm telling you, it's just going to be a mess. But let me tell you what's going to be on, on November 4th. Jesus is still going to be on the throne. Now, this is all I'm going to say. Don't don't leave here talking about, Pastor, was so political today. No, no. You, bump your neighbor, say, you need to go vote for your biblical principles. Well, Pastor, neither one of them. Well, I don't want either candidate being a member of my church. Matter of fact, if any of y'all act like any of them, please don't put a I Love Crystal River Church I Got T-shirt on. Don't be like that one guy who got picked up for stealing at Walmart and head on the I Love Crystal River Church of God's shirt. Y'all think I'm kidding. The sheriff came up here to have us identify him. So why can't we identify him? Just, oh. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, That's we know who that is. One of our good members. Now a good member of the state. So. But get out and go do your constitutional right and your privilege as a citizen. and Go vote. Amen. All right. And, and, and please, listen. Don't waste your vote by writing my name in. just want to help you. I just want to help you. All right. I just want you to know that many... I got to curry. Y'all quit. That many are through panicking... Now they're just numb. Everybody's just numb. What hap- When something else bad happens, what do we do? <laughs> 2020. I mean, come on, y'all. Sean Connery died yesterday. Come on, 2020. 007, the original, the best, passed away. Wow, 2020. No more 007. 2020. But many are buying into the lie. Listen to me. Many of us are buying into the lie that we're going to wait till 2021 to do what God's called us to do. To sow the seed. To sow the prayer. Whatever that seed means in your life. Because we can't prosper in 2020. The devil is a lie. In the last eight weeks, 42 people or 44 have given their hearts to Christ in these services. The devil is a liar. Don't buy into that lie. You can prosper even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of the problems that we're in, if you serve the God that I serve. The sky is not falling. Jesus is on the throne and the word of God is still true. In Genesis, we learned that Isaac went through the hard times of famine. In verses 1, and the Bible says that Isaac was a stranger in the land. Yet, here's what I want you to hear. He was a stranger and he was going to go down to Egypt but yet God told Isaac, just stay right there. In the midst of the famine, in the middle of a crisis, stay right there and do what you know to do. And for time purposes, let me just go on and tell you. That the rest of the farmers didn't plant the seed because they said, what's the use? It's a drought. They didn't plant the seed. What's the use? This is a bad year. But Isaac said, Oh no. You're supposed to plant right now, so I'm gonna plant. And gave him a hundredfold return for planting, for praying. What did you put in there? Where? For planting when everybody else wasn't planting. So while you're not believing for your miracle, I'm gonna believe for mine. Why are you not believing for your blessing because of 2020? I'm going to believe God in spite of 2020 that God's going to bless and God is blessing. And I rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. But Isaac saw an opportunity and took advantage of their idle fields. The Passion Translation in verse 12 says, Isaac planted crops in the land and in the same year reaped a hundredfold harvest for Yahweh God Greatly blessed him. Isaac grew richer and richer until he was extremely wealthy. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Right. Isaac did not hoard his seed in a time of famine, but he sowed it in the enemy's land and reaped the greatest blessings. Man, don't just because just because your family's acting crazy. Don't wait till they get a little bit better. And start praying. Pray, plant those seeds. Just because your job is 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 in a downward no, pray. See, I believe that. Here, you know, listen. I ain't always been the pastor, but I remember when I worked for Wendy's, and I was I was a supervisor for Wendy's, and I was a, a training store manager for Wendy's, and, uh, and and my boss would come to me and. We got to talking about something, and I I told him that I'm a tither. I've always been a tither. And I said, I'm a tither. He goes, wait a minute. What does that mean? So I told him, I said, I give 10% of everything that I get back to the church. He goes, wait a minute, Ronnie. Are you telling me everything I pay you, you give 10% on? I go, absolutely. I said, why do you think all your stores are so blessed? He said, well, Ronnie, your store is the number one producing store in my company. I go, I know it is. And you know why? Because I'm blessed. He said, well, that's a little arrogant. I go, no, it's just the word of God. I said, just think if you would tithe on what you make, how much more blessed you would be. Wait a minute, Ronnie. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, here's the deal, man. That in the middle of a crisis, you know, I, listen, I ain't going to lie. When, when, in, in March, when we had to shut church down, I got nervous because the insurance weren't going to go well listen we understood we understand the light bill went down a little bit but they still wanted payment can y'all believe that my staff and me still wanted a paycheck but in the middle of a crisis in the middle of stop having churches we still met budget and came out in the black at the end of the fiscal year come on somebody God is good. What I'm telling you is that even when you can't see the evidence of what you planted, know that the process is still working and God is still working, He is still on the throne and He has not given up His hold on this land. So if you show up, watch God multiply. believe God to multiply. You may not see God moving on the seed prayers that you've prayed but I want to encourage you that he sees you. Since there was a drought others had not planted the food was in short supply so Isaac got premium prices for his crops. The next few verses tells us about how Isaac became so prosperous that King Abimelech, the king of Gerar came to him and asked him to leave. You're too blessed. We need you to get out because you're more prosperous than our nation. And you need to get out. As believers, this kind of news we should be listening to. Come on, Candace, help me close. That's the kind of stuff that we need to be listening to. Come on. The kind of news that, listen, I've almost quit watching the news. Well, you need Fox, hush. Because just as biased as CNN, the Devil's network, Fox is not God's network. They just as biased the other way, and they just telling you stuff that you want to hear on that side. What I would rather hear is the good news, the good news of God's word. Listen, you can listen. To end time prophecy. And you can get all out of whack too. Everybody's preaching. The sky's falling. The sky's falling. Jesus is coming back. He is coming back. But he's been coming back for hundreds and thousands of years now. I, I do believe 100% he's coming back. But in the midst of it. In the midst of it. I'm going to give God praise. Because God. Hey. shatarusha God knows how even when the death angel comes around, that if the blood is applied, he knows how to pass over you. Hey, let the blood be applied. I'm covered by the blood. I'm covered by the anointing. I'm covered by you, Jesus. To the children of Israel, those ten plagues came to them but didn't come over them. Isaiah said in 43 that I'll walk through the water and I will not drown. I'll walk through the fire and I shall not be burned. Why? Because it's still working. I'm going to say this and I'm I'm through. We are not limited to the realm of this world. God knows how to bring supernatural harvests to you. Now, I'm not talking about, listen, I'm not talking about being stupid. And what do you mean? Well, Pastor, I, I just don't believe in this COVID thing. Well, it is real. And you you know it's real if you've lost some people to it. Well, they just didn't have enough, whatever. I know of a church, I just talk, I got told about a church the other day, yesterday, matter of fact. Little old church, about 28 people in it. And the pastor said, we don't believe in this COVID. We're not going to social distance. We're not going to do anything. And they didn't do anything in the midst of, of, of when it was really happening bad. 28 of the people who go to the church, which they run 28, got COVID. Two of them died. Now, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying in the midst of it. In the midst of it all, God is still God. In the midst Of what I'm going through. I'm still going to pray. I'm still going to fast. I'm still going to sow the seeds that God told me to sow. Hey. Because he's a way maker. Look at somebody and tell him he's a way maker. Look at somebody and tell him he's your way maker. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's just give him a little worship today. Thank you again for listening to this message. We pray that it has inspired you like never before. For more information about Crystal River Church of God, how to give, or even our upcoming events, be sure to check us out at crystalrivercog.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. And we will see you next week here at CRCOG.